1: Brought to you by State
0: Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Hey guys, ready or not, 2024 is here. And we, here at Breaking Points, are already thinking of ways we can up our game for this critical election.
1: We rely on our premium subs to expand coverage, upgrade the studio, add staff, give you guys the best independent coverage that is possible. If you like what we're all about, it just means the absolute world to have your support. But enough with that, let's get to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our amazing debate special. What do we have for the people today, Crystal?
2: Lots to get into. So we pulled some really interesting data, I think. Yes, we did. Um, Shout out to our producers and our graphics team for putting this together. Showing the shift between the first debate and the second debate. So you can see with your own eyes what impact the first debate had. As we think about how much, if any, of an impact this particular debate will have. We've also got all the details for you about who's gonna be on the stage, who made it, who didn't make it. There were some people up there that I'd never even heard of. So (laughs) we've got that details for you as well. And also, of course, we want to focus on what uh, the former President Trump, who is once again declining to participate in this debate, which I think is a poor decision uh, in terms of democracy, but probably a decent position politically, what he's going to be doing this week instead of joining the other candidates on that debate stage. So lots to get into.
1: That's right. Uh, But before we get to that, we always uh, want to be able to offer this. I know a lot of people join us for these debates. And if you are able to, to produce these specials, which do cost us quite a bit of money, let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen. We've got a 10% off our yearly membership at breakingpoints.com. You get the episodes early. This is already dropping right now to our premium subscribers um, early. And it's one of the things that we are always keeping them in mind. So if you can help us out, produce more and even more on uh, produce UAW content and uh, put people out into the field, all of our special partners, it really does help us out. Breakingpoints.com, 10% off our yearly membership right now. But let's get to who's actually going to be on this damn stage. All right. Let's yeah. put it
2: up there on on the screen so it's going to look very similar to the first debate. We've got a similar cast of characters. The one person who qualified for the first one and did not qualify for the second one is former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, Ada as Trump calls him. He will not be there on the stage. Trump qualified but of course not going to be there. Yes. Vice President Mike Pence, uh, former New Jer- Jersey Governor Chris Christie, uh, uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, uh, South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. So again, very similar stage Doug Burgum I think actually got in kind of under the wire. Yeah, he
1: certainly did. I With think the very, that very magic last minute.
2: That magic he pulled with the yes. old pocket constitution <laughs> last time. People had that in mind that's when the they were game, responding folks. to the pollsters and uh he made it in under the wire, yes. so he will be there. Last time I remember he got in that like he got that basketball injury right before. Oh, he
1: that's did. right. Yeah, he broke his leg. Question, or he hurt his leg. An yeah.
2: ACL tear, yeah, I don't remember. But anyway, it was a question mark whether he was gonna be able to make it. He did, and apparently he acquitted himself well enough yes. to at least make the stage a second time.
1: That's right. So in terms of uh, who's gonna be hosting, let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen, guys. It's gonna be over on the Fox Business Network. It will be co-hosted with Univision. Now, in terms of the actual moderators, um, who we will have in place, it is going to be Stuart Varney, uh, the Fox Business anchor, and Dana Perino, alongside Univision's Elia Calderon. So, they said, quote, the network will move away from its efforts to focus largely on business and economic topics as it has in the past. So instead of just solely on the economy, they're going to try and get into several different areas. They didn't necessarily give us you know, the topic uh, last time. We can all just pray and hope that they do not once again open with the Richmond North of Richmond song and be like, what does that song mean to you folks in some blatant try and appeal uh, to all of them. Varney says this, quote, we are going to go over all the issues, and that's what the audience wants, not just the economy. That may be the important category, but other subjects involved that are here, including the ongoing strike by auto workers that could be interesting. Yeah, I would, Although, of I'm course, very interested to hear what they all have to say. As you that. said, though, Crystal, as you said, President Trump is not going to be there. He's going to be speaking, actually, to some of said auto workers and other union workers in the state of Michigan. He's in general election mode. So that's kind of the thing overlaying on all of this. If anything, I'm going to be curious to see the side-by-side ratings of Fox Business and of the people watching the debate, and then presumably the networks who are gonna carry the Trump speech live. And whether this time, instead of Trump's decision to do an interview with Tucker Carlson that's on the internet, but to actually compete with the debate on linear television with a speech at that exact moment. I'm That'll curious
2: what the coverage of that Trump speech mm-hmm. will actually be. Because, obviously, once again, this is another Fox product. Yep. Just as the first debate was a Fox product, this is a Fox business product, so under the same umbrella. So they don't have a lot of interest in showing the counter-programming mm-hmm. that's going on here. They really want to, you know, have their the, the tentpole news event and have them be the only game in town. Who knows how the other networks are going to cover it. But honestly, the other networks are kind of irrelevant to a Republican primary base. Good point. So the fact that Fox is going to probably basically ignore whatever he has to say to uh, workers in Michigan. But, I mean, listen, let's be real at this point. Trump is dramatically leading in the polls. And the first debate, including his decision not to attend, it really only served to help him because— you had more of a fracturing of the people of the in the Republican base who were open to a Trump alternative. They fractured even more amongst the different candidates. And so guess what? Just like in 2016, mm-hmm. guess who that benefits? And so that's the issue, I mean... At this point, it's hard to see how anyone, even if you did have a consolidation, could dethrone him in terms of the Republican base. But that's really the only pathway is if you have one clear contender who sort of consolidates everyone, all the alternatives coalesce around one contender. It's still early, I guess, theoretically, that could still happen. But thus far, the first debate only served to exacerbate the fracturing of um, the you know potential like wanna move on from Trump part of the Republican base. Let's go ahead and look at where everybody stands in the poll Uh, overall. So obviously Trump sits at the top 57.3%. Then we've got DeSantis um, still holding on to second place at 13.5%. Next down the list, we've got Vivek Ramaswamy, 6.8%. Then we have Nikki Haley, who is trying to make a claim for being in that top of the pack. She's (laughs) moved up to now 5.3%. Mike Pence, 4.2%. Tim Scott, 2.5%. And Chris Christie, 2.5%. And then uh, alone, in terms of the debate contenders, (laughs) bottom of the barrel, kind of mean. Sorry, Doug Bargram, at (laughs) 0.5%. But even more interesting than this, I really wanted to take a look at how things had shifted from the first debate because there is a real question of let's be real does this matter at all uh-huh. <laughs> that I think a lot of people are probably feeling at this point myself included there was a little bit of movement after the first debate put this up on the screen this is a national polling average um Trump has improved his positioning a bit since the first debate so again that speaks to the fact that this is all only benefiting him he went from 55% to 57% DeSantis kind of holding steady, falling off a little bit, fell off about a percentage point in national polling. Vivek in national polling falling off a little bit, mostly staying the same. Nikki Haley, and this is consistent with the national polling and the state-level polling, seeing a bit of a surge. She was probably the biggest beneficiary of that first debate, going from 3.2 to 5.3. Mike Pence staying the same. Put the next one up on the screen. We've got polling from Iowa. Trump again jumping up about five percentage points in the state of Iowa, which is you know obviously really key. Ron DeSantis losing ground in Iowa. Nikki Haley surging significantly, four point six percent to nine percent. Vivek surging a little bit, a couple percentage points. Tim Scott, who had a bit of kind of got lost in the crowd, I would say in the first debate, falling off. New Hampshire, very similar picture here. But the last one up on the screen. Trump in New Hampshire, more or less staying where he was. Um, Nikki Haley, big jump up here from 3.8% all the way up to 11% in terms of the New Hampshire polling average. Chris Christie gaining a bit. Ron DeSantis falling off about three percentage points. And Vivek Ramaswamy also gaining a couple of percentage points. So a little bit of movement here or there. Trump kind of consistently going up. Nikki Haley being the largest beneficiary. That seeming to eat into Ron DeSantis and Tim Scott in particular, nothing that's a game changer.
1: No, there is no game changer here. And uh, I think you did a great job of just laying it out. The point is, and I, one of the reasons why I've come to think about this debate and the subsequent uh, like actual impact is it's all just a race for number two. And when you start to think about who that number two figure is, I originally thought it might be someone like Vivek Ramaswamy, but Kyle in our last post-debate analysis, I think had it correct. Anybody who was supporting Vivek, or largely who was like really cheering him on in that position, they're just gonna support Trump. And so that's why I see Nikki Haley, who is probably the best embodiment of donor class, unreconstructed neoconservatism, unreconstructed Reaganism. If you don't like Trump, and you don't like him on personal and policy grounds, then you should support somebody like Nikki Haley and or Tim Scott. And since she had a better performance than any of those other people, she's gonna coalesce that support. Whereas DeSantis is trying to do the same thing that Ramaswamy has done is effectively the middle way. Like I'm there on policy, but I'm different on personality. I'm Mm -hmm. a little bit more radical. I don't carry the same baggage, but I still support Trump in all but name. It's like, well, okay, but then I'm just gonna support Trump. So that's why-
2: A lot of people like Trump's personality. A lot of people love Trump's personality. (laughs) In fact,
1: it's probably the best thing about, uh, if you're a GOP voter and let's be honest, he's funny. So when you look at those polls and especially like New Hampshire, for example, why, why would we see a a Nikki Haley surgeons there? I'm like, yeah, well it's because there's a small, but not insignificant portion of the Republican party, which doesn't love Trumpian style politics and they don't like Trumpian style policy. So they're going to support Nikki. Uh, but the thing is, is that the overall number is just not that high. You, every single one of these people could drop out, Crystal, he's still at 57%. Mm-hmm. So I really wonder, and you know, we'll actually see in our own ratings too, are people gonna care that much about this debate? Because such, the last debates, I mean, don't forget this. Obama and Hillary, they debated, I want to say 18 times. Like it was a blood sport. Uh, yeah. It was a long process. The original GOP 2012 nominee, I want to say there were at least 13, 14 debates. And the reasons why it mattered is people genuinely moved. The Perry, you know, had that moment where he didn't remember which one he wanted to cut. <laughs> Newt Gingrich surges, moment. almost wins South Carolina. There was all these ups and downs and people were really paying attention. This time around, people kind of had their minds made up. The first debate didn't really change anything as We showed you poll after poll after poll. It's really a what race for number five, number four. So there's no excitement. There's no expectation of changing. And when there's no expectation of change with the Trump it factor, like there was in 2016, it's just very, uh, very. You know, it's it's just hard to understate really how little impact that this is likely to have. And if you're not we could be wrong and and of course we're going to cover it and we're going to cover it just like we did the last one because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. There could be an x factor but going into it no big expectations for changes given what happened the first time around.
2: Yeah, I mean it feels like there's no stakes.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know,
2: it just feels like hard to see how anything that happens on that debate stage mm-hmm. is really going to shift the dynamics. Now that doesn't mean because the, the other dynamic that may argue in favor of it being dynamic and interesting and potentially chaotic and good, you know, good content, if nothing else, is the fact that every one of these candidates at this point has to be a little desperate. Yes. And every one of them is going to have someone in mind that they're going to be coming for. And that's one of the things I'm actually interested in is like, you know, going into the first debate, uh, I really thought the Knives were going to be out for Ron DeSantis. But actually, at that point, DeSantis' bubble had already been punctured, and so there were very little direct attacks on him Mm -hmm. um, in that first debate, because it already felt like he'd lost so much momentum. And at that point, Vivek Ramaswamy seemed like he was gaining a lot of traction, a lot of momentum. Now it's a different moment. It's not really clear... Who is kind of, you know, rising in to be to contest for that second place position um, to be the alternative if something happens that opens up a space where Republicans are truly evaluating alternatives? So I am curious who's going to take most of the incoming fire. You know, it could be since Nikki Haley benefited quite a bit. Um, and is getting a lot of the donor love at this point and media attention, et cetera. It could be that there is uh, a lot of attention paid to her and a lot of attacks coming her way. It could be that because they just find him really irritating, yeah, they just and clearly Vivek just so do much. not like him. <laughs> yeah. That Vivek continues to be the center of a lot of these fights, which which he also seems to like, welcome and, well, and relish, should. and He's takes advantage of.
1: Yeah. Right,
2: exactly. Yeah. It could be that this time around, you know, DeSantis, who has clung to that second place position in spite of everything, maybe he comes in. For the attacks right now, so there are some interesting divides that have emerged within the Republican Party. One thing that I'm certainly going to be looking for, you alluded to earlier, Sagar, is where everybody stakes their positions out on the auto workers.
1: Yes, yeah, that's right, especially with Trump in Detroit at that exact moment.
2: Exactly, and with you know Biden there uh, speaking for the first time on a picket line, etc. And this is yeah, this has become a huge news story that really. Ordinary Americans are paying a lot of attention to. And while the Republican Party has not changed any of their positions. With regards to unions and being sort of anti-union and who they stack their National Labor Relations Board with, etc., there's been a real rhetorical shift. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the Republican base, there has been a massive shift in terms of their views. So that'll be one of the dividing lines on that stage of who is going to at least symbolically offer some sort of support to the workers and who is going to stake out, as Tim Scott did, you know, he yeah, said that on. they should right. all be fired. Right. And Nikki Haley also made some very anti-union, anti-worker comments as well. So we know which side they'll be on. Where will everybody else position themselves? It's less important for who's going to be president, but more important as a barometer of where the sentiment within Republican Party elites are and the pressure they're feeling from their own base to strike a very markedly different tone than they would have, you know, back in the Scott Walker era, back in the 2010s. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's a great point. And I think really what it comes down to is we need to see where they are on union. I think they're. If I had to guess, Ramaswamy will take the anti-ESG stance and say he's basically going to take the Trump way. The anti-electric vehicle, the, stance, the anti-electric yeah. vehicle, anti-climate, uh, but will support uh, maybe rhetorically workers' wages. DeSantis will probably try to do that uh, middle way as well. Some of the most of them, if I had to guess, will just come out absolutely against the UAW strike, or they'll blame something else, or they'll blame Biden. Uh, you know, for I mean, the Christie policy.
2: is. Animated, like yes. he is very anti-union, I'm, so he could he could str- strike a like Tim Scott type posture on this stuff.
1: There's probably going to be a lot of discussion about the border. That's very big right now um, in Republican circles. I want to see some questions about the shutdown, whether that yeah. was going to be the thing. Want to see some questions about Ukraine aid. Again, though, it's just it, and we will treat it with the seriousness it deserves because it is important. We should have these debates, but because Trump is not there, it just doesn't matter as much. And the first time around, there was so much attention to it with the, again with the thought that like maybe this could change something, but now we have the evidence. Uh, barring a major X factor, a big change in it, it's difficult to see how this could change the game. Although, as I've said, I still believe it's still important and illuminating to make sure that we learn as much as possible from these candidates. Uh, I also would like to see, uh, they didn't spend enough time, nearly enough time last uh, time around, about very like basic issues like healthcare and others that had mm-hmm. dominated some That's of the original true. 2016 debates with Trump. Remember when Trump said, we're all gonna be supported, basically like know health care. We should talk about that uh, again. And I also want to hear some questions about housing uh, But I'm not going to hold my breath. I mean, the way that these anchors usually just hold these debates is so stupid. At a po- political level, I expect Nick, uh, Nikki Haley, like you said, to be the target for Chris Christie because Christie is really betting in on New Hampshire. If she's surging, she's actively drawing it away from him. Yeah. He also you know, doesn't really like her. So that very much could be see explosions. Um, in terms of Vivek, he's still going to get you know, a huge amount of pushback, probably just because of Ukraine. I expect him to come forcefully out against any more Ukraine aid. DeSantis, again, trying to take a middle way. And that could be a fun debate on the stage. But those are the only clashes that I'm trying to predict right now.
2: Yeah. So let's go ahead and put up on the screen where Trump is going to be this week, since he is like the elephant yeah. in the room hanging over all of this as a CNN write-up. They say Donald Trump will be all across America this week, except on the debate stage. Um, he kicked off this week on Monday afternoon with a rally in the early vote voting state of South Carolina, plans to follow that with a visit to Michigan on Wednesday, give a speech before union workers and retirees. He's scheduled to be in California on Friday, two days after the debate, to speak at the state GOP's fall convention in Anaheim. And on Sunday, tra- Trump will travel to Ottumwa, Iowa? I don't know
1: how to say uh, that. Sure. Let's go with that. So,
2: <laughs> hold a commit to caucus yeah. event and deliver policy remarks largely focused on agriculture, according to a source familiar with his plans. And another question for these debates is always, you know, how much of the time do you spend focusing on the guy who isn't there. Uh You know, he is doing this counter-scheduling event with workers in Detroit, and the auto worker strike is obviously a big topic of conversation right now and concern in terms of future working people and the economy and all of those good things. So how much are they using Trump and getting people to react to things that he's saying and things that he's doing versus just asking questions directly on the stage. How much are we you know, talking about the indictments that he's facing and what that means for whether or not he can get elected again or whether or not he's gonna end up in prison and whether they'd still support him if he is in prison and he's the right. nominee. Um, so there's a, a lot that could be that could be said there as well, which again will illuminate some real divides on that stage about their posture and approach to all of this.
1: Yes, absolutely. So look, we'll get to uh, at, hopefully at least some policy. It will give us these are useful in this way. What does what do things actually look like without Trump? How much have things moved? Where do these candidates fall on some of these issues? How are they gonna handle some of the Trump indictment questions? That one's always fun to see the debates between them. Uh, his, the union question as well. Let's try and get some more kitchen table if we possibly can. Immigration is a big one um, for a lot of the people who are in the party, or especially in the GOP primary base. So those are all gonna be uh, fun topics. So yeah, that's my overall prediction. We didn't even bother with winners and losers last or this time around. Because we're like, can you really win when Trump is winning so big? And
2: I think we would yeah. both pick like Trump as the big winner, yeah, very Trump's likely. Winner. Because yeah. and and you look at those polls of how things move. Like he was the primary beneficiary. Right. right. Um. DeSantis is still in second, but came down. Trump went up. Everybody's splitting that Trump alternative vote, and that's only good for him. So it's hard. Even. There was a write-up about how, you know, the donors who have been trying to pick a different horse and try to come up with Mm -hmm. a strategy for someone else that people could coalesce around. They've also kind of thrown up their hands like, ah, I don't see it happening. Um, There's just too much loyalty to him, too much commitment to him, too divided of a field. Maybe if you led from the beginning with one primary alternative, maybe then you would have had a shot hard to see right. how they uh, how they turn the tide at this point.
1: Very, very difficult to see. Uh, okay, we will have good post-game analysis for everybody, as we said. Uh, maybe something fun will happen. I'm sure we'll...
2: something, some interesting things will Regardless happen. Regardless no of
1: whether, yeah, look, whether it has an impact or not, it's interesting nonetheless, and people should hear from these people. That's what democracy and debates actually are all about. So we'll have all of the breakdowns, the best moments, the winners, the losers, the power panel, all of that, on our show that will drop tomorrow, on Thursday. Please take advantage of the debate Special discount if you're possible, breakingpoints.com to support our work. Otherwise, we're excited to see you guys tomorrow.
0: Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health.